In this week's episode, I introduce a bunch of new things, but I want to start with the Wachowski sisters and the Matrix as my Yas of the week. I also talk a brand new segment where I call Giselle's Yas assessment, where I review a TV show, movie, or some pop culture piece and give you my thoughts about it. Kirsten talks Old Navy in Kirsten's Corner. And finally, a new segment called Sierra Says. This is the 54th episode of the Cross Yas podcast. Lots of new things, so how about we just get it started, shall we? Yes! Yes, yes, yes! Yes, 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 yes! Cross Yes Podcast with Giselle Mirasol. Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes! Yes, yes, yes! Welcome to the Cross Yes Podcast, the podcast that says yes to everything related to cross dressing, sexuality, and gender. I'm Giselle Mirasol, cross dresser, cross dressing extraordinaire. Just kidding. I'm a basic-ass cross-dresser who happens to be the host of this wonderful and inclusive podcast, The Cross Yas Podcast. If you're new to the podcast or a returning listener, more information is available on The Cross Yas Podcast website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. That's spelled www.crossyaspodcast.com, where you'll find all the episodes, all my social media, and ways you can help support this podcast. We also have the Patreon links, which are on the Cross Yas podcast website. And if you don't see it, just go to the patreon.com slash cross yas. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S. There you'll find how you can support the podcast and get access to bonus content like special digital prints, exclusive bonus episodes, and even Kirsten's singing. And finally, if you're looking to share your personal story, especially if it's cross-dressing, sexuality, or gender-related, and you're wondering if you can talk to someone about it, well, you know me, and you know the answer. It's a loud frickin' yes! Reach out to me, guys. I'm ready to hear your story and share it with the cross-yas listener if you want me to. Emailing me would be best. It's giselle at crossyaspodcast.com. That's G-I-S-E-L-L-E at C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S podcast.com. Or hit me up on social media at Cross Yas on Twitter or at Cross Yas Podcast on Instagram. Happy August, everybody. It's August 19th, 10 days since I've turned 32, so I'm feeling pretty old. Kristen and I are currently moving out, so my episodes will be a little delayed, maybe, but hopefully not. Uh, still going to try and release every Wednesday. Going to release some new stuff this week. I'm going to start off by first talking about my. Yeah! of the week okay so you guys have heard of the movie the matrix right I'm sure you guys have especially if you're my age i think the original matrix came out in 1999 when i was about 11 the original movie has pretty famous casts none more famous than neo you're breathtaking you're all breathtaking who's played by keanu reeves if you guys don't know who keanu reeves is he was john wick in john wick other famous cast members are Lawrence Fishburne, he plays Morpheus, Carrie Ann Moss, and oh, and Hugo Weaving, uh, who plays Agent Smith. If you guys don't know the synopsis of the movie, it breaks down like this. According to the Wikipedia page for the movie, The Matrix depicts a dystopian future in which humanity is unknowingly trapped inside a simulated reality, The Matrix, created by intelligent machines to distract humans while using their bodies as an energy source. Sound familiar? Oh yeah. Kind of like the internet, right? It's all coming together. I won't go too much about the actual movie itself because I want to do a whole Giselle's yeah assessment on it, which I'll do in the future, but I'm going to do my first one after this segment. But anyways, The Matrix was a huge hit 
that made a ton of money. I think they made three of them. The Matrix, Matrix Reloaded, and the Matrix Revolutions. They even made an Animatrix. But people love the movie for its sci-fi aspect, especially those in the trans community. A lot of people were always wondering if there was more of a hidden meaning to the movie. Those in the trans community especially because they saw the Matrix itself as an allegory for the trans experience. And there were tons of rumors about that being true. And Lily Wachowski, one of the sisters who helped create the movie, clarified the rumor in Netflix's Disclosure, which is a new documentary on Netflix, about the history of trans representation in movies and television that was released a couple weeks ago. I'm glad that it has gotten out that, you know, that was the original intention, but the world wasn't quite ready of, at a corporate level. The corporate world wasn't ready for it. So I'm glad that people are talking about the Matrix movies with a trans narrative. A little more background on Lily and her sister, Lana Wachowski. Lily and Lana were both born male and like they really valued their privacy. They kept their transness really quiet and really hush hush until they were constantly like asked about and badgered about it. And it wasn't until 2012 when Lana came out as trans. Now she was first out in 2012, but her sister Lily didn't come out as a transgender woman until 2016. And she issued a statement to the Windy City Times after a reporter visit from the Daily Mail newspaper and said, I'm one of the lucky ones. Having the support of my family and the means to afford doctors and therapists has given me the chance to actually survive this process. Transgender people without support, means, and privilege do not have this luxury, and many do not survive. Anyways, so yeah, she came out and clarified the rumor that The Matrix was about the trans experience, and she went on Netflix's documentary titled Disclosure that was released a couple weeks ago and said a bunch of things about the movie, including that yes, it is an allegory to her trans experience and that it was very tough for her and her sister to talk about anything trans, especially in if you think about in 1999, how hard it was in general like to come out and even to the knowledge we know today to like verbalize it. She even talks about how the corporate suits and the big businesses and studio executives and whatnot didn't want a movie to talk about this for fear of, I guess, sales or how people would perceive the movie. Lily talks about the character of Switch, how she was supposed to be female in one, in real life, but male in the other, or male and then female in the Matrix. She gets my yas of the week because I think even coming out the way she did and with her sister um, was perceived kind of odd. This was even just four years ago. And if you listen to the Family Guy clip... The brothers who made The Matrix are ladies now! They're ladies! Just one of them? That's the thing! It's both of them! What are the chances? Yeah, that sense of confusion and misunderstanding is still hard for people to grasp. So to create a movie like The Matrix and to go on to explain like, yes, this is all about the trans experience and it makes you kind of see the movie in a different light. She talks about the sci-fi aspect of The Matrix and how that figures to have been a better way to tell her story to tell the story of a trans human being i have yet to watch the movie again i haven't seen it in probably a couple years but the good thing is there is actually going to be the matrix 4 which will be released in 2022 or at least scheduled to be released and keanu reeves and carrie ann moss will reprise their roles or i think for now will still be in the movie so we'll just have to wait and see but um my yas of the week goes to the Wachowski sisters, more so Lily, because she did go on to the, the talk about clarifying the rumor that 
yes, the Matrix is a allegory for the trans experience. And I hope you guys watch it again just to kind of see, especially if you're trans or especially if you want to understand what a trans person goes through. Kind of that, like, I know there's not that much sci-fi, you know, in real life, but the idea that this is a trans movie is an interesting take and an interesting rewatch that you guys should do. So uh, thanks, Lily. This is you. You're my Yas of the week. And I hope you guys watch The Matrix again and understand that story. And that was the yes! of the week. As for the rest of the episode, I'm going to do a couple of new things here. The first is I'm going to explain my new segment, which is called Giselle's Yas Assessment. I also have uh, Kirsten talk about her favorite store, Old Navy. Even though she says it's not her favorite store, she does buy a lot of clothes from there. So in that sense, it's kind of her favorite store. And then you'll also hear a new segment called Sierra Says, where I have my good friend Sierra talk about, well, she'll first introduce herself, and then she'll give you a little more information about what Sierra Says will be about. And I think she talks a little about um, her experience as the first Sierra Says. So it'll be a new thing, new thing to add. If you guys like it, if you guys don't, let me know or email Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com. Don't forget to check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash crossyas slash cross yes sorry keep messing that up and also we still have the question of the month which is at what age did you know you were different in relation to cross-dressing sexuality and gender so please if you haven't answered that yet go ahead and send me an email or dm me or tweet me the your answer to that question and uh yeah so uh the month is approaching the end so i'll give you my answer to that question at the end of the month if not the beginning of next month. And yeah, check out the Patreon page. Still good stuff coming out there. Uh, my episodes, my bonus episode on strap-ons, Kirsten's uh, bonus Kirsten corner on boobs. And check out, yeah, what else is out there on the Patreon page. So thank you guys. Enjoy the rest of the episode. And happy August. Sure, happy August. <laughs> Thanks. And now it's time for Giselle's Yas Assessment. So this is a new segment I'm entitling Giselle's Yas Assessment, where I critique either a TV show, a movie, or a web series, a book, or some form of media that portrays or represents something related to cross-dressing, sexuality, or gender. And I'm going to base it off three criteria. The first one is something I'm entitling identifying identity, which comes down to this. What is trying to be shown in terms of cross-dressing, sexuality, or gender? How is that being represented to the audience? And whether or not I believe it's accurately being portrayed. Basically, answering these three questions. What am I looking at? Who is this person trying to be or what is trying to be portrayed? And is it done well? So for example, we'll just go with Miss Doubtfire because I think everybody understands what Miss Doubtfire is. And if you don't know, well, for my first criteria for identifying identity, Miss Doubtfire is a movie. The short movie synopsis is basically a divorced dad becomes an old British nanny to babysit his kids. So if you look at my criteria, what is being shown in terms of cross-dressing, sexuality, or gender? Ron Williams is a father. And how is the cross-dressing or sexuality or gender being represented to the audience? Well, he becomes Miss Doubtfire, who is trying to be a nanny to watch his children. And is it accurately being portrayed? 
well, like cross-dressing sexuality or gender. In my opinion, I think he mirrors the traditional female gender identity really well because he does what is typically understood as female behavior. He talks like a woman, he acts like a woman, he wears women's clothing, and even has like a bunch of adventures or misadventures while he's missed out fire. Now, whether or not that's a good or bad thing or not a thing at all, brings me to the second part of the Giselle's YAS assessment criteria, which I entitle positive, negative, or neutral. Simply, it comes down to, is the portrayal of cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender seen as a positive thing, a negative thing, or neutral? Again, we'll go back to the example of Miss Doubtfire. Uh, Miss Doubtfire, I believe, is a neutral portrayal of cross-dressing because of how the cross-dressing in the movie is used to manipulate others into thinking he's someone else, and he uses the cross-dressing for his own benefit. But because he's Robin Williams and he's such an amazing actor, I'll kind of give him a pass because I think he plays it well, and at the end of the movie, he kind of justifies his actions at the end. Not fully, but it kind of does. And then lastly, my third and final part of Giselle's Yeah assessment criteria is whether or not I recommend this TV show, movie, pop culture reference, media, whatever, what have you, book, whatever it is. Um, and I will entitle that third part, Yas or Nah. Basically, would I recommend this movie or whatever? Don't want to say Yas or not to Miss Doubtfire yet because I do want to do a future episode on uh, Giselle's Yas assessment on Miss Doubtfire. So for this episode, I want to begin with one of my favorite TV shows growing up, Boy Meets World. And they do cross-dressing in a couple episodes in Boy Meets World, but I want to specifically talk about the episode entitled Chick Like Me. Now, if you guys don't know anything about Boy Meets World, first of all, it's one of my favorite shows growing up. I think it aired on ABC. For me, I live in LA and it was on ABC7 and it was on this thing that they used to do when TV was a really big thing and people would wait for certain TV shows to show up before we had Hulu and Netflix and all these things that, you know, we have such easy access to all the youngins. Uh, and this is old Giselle talking, but remember when you had to wait for a TV show to come on and if it didn't show up, you would never watch that episode again until it was like syndicated again on a different channel or it would come back as a rerun. But way back then it was called uh, TGIF or Thank God It's Friday, and ABC used to have a slot on Friday nights where you would w watch TV shows, and this show was on TGIF. Here's uh, Corey with uh, Corey Matthews or, or uh, Ben Savage with his promoting the show on TGIF. Boy Meets World will be right back on TGIF. I don't know, for, for you those who remember TGIF, this is one of my favorite shows. Anyways, the show boils down to uh, Boy um, and Kind of just follows him growing up. His name is Corey Matthews. He's played by Ben Savage. For those of you who are old enough, or like really old enough, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. For those of you who remember the Wonder Years, Fred Savage. Well, Ben Savage is actually Fred Savage's brother, younger brother. Well, uh, follows his like trials and tribulations as a teenager. I think he starts as a middle schooler and then goes to teenager. And the show goes, I think, seven seasons from 1993 to 2000. Anyways, it follows Corey as he goes through his life. He has a best friend named Sean, Sean Hunter, played by Ryder Strong. And Corey has a girlfriend named Topanga, Topanga Lawrence, played by the beautiful Danielle Fischel. There's other characters in there. Some to note is uh, Mr. Feeney, who's his teacher slash principal slash neighbor, played by William Daniels. And Corey's brother, Eric Matthews, played by Will Friedel. Um, I absolutely love this show. They do a bunch of different things in the show that was kind of coming of age. They had a 
episode about drug use, they had an episode about child abuse, they even had like an uh, interracial couple. But anyways, in this specific episode, it's called Chick Like Me because the episode is inspired by the book Black Like Me. Basically, the synopsis on Rotten Tomatoes goes like this for this episode. Inspired by the book Black Like Me, in which a white reporter poses as a black man, Corey decides to write a school newspaper article on sexual harassment, and in order to research the subject, he intends to disguise himself as a girl. Somehow or other, it is Sean, Ryder Strong, who ends up donning a wig and skirt and going out into the dating world as Veronica Wozboyski. And needless to say, he gets more research than he bargained for. Now this is season 4, episode 15. It originally aired in January 31st of 1997. And for those of you who want to watch the episode and you have Disney+, Plus, well, Boy Meets World is available on Disney+, Plus because it is ABC, which is owned by Disney. So I highly recommend for you guys after this to watch the episode to give me your own thoughts and see what you guys think. Anyways, so I'll give you a brief synopsis, which I'll, which I'll try to do with all the Giselle Ya assessments. Um, it begins with Sean, played by Ryder Strong, and he's trying to woo a girl at the beginning of the episode. She's basically saying like, oh, guys never listen. You know, they're always too busy planning their own move. And he's like, what? She like doesn't get it. And he doesn't get it. So then they go to the next class taught by Mr. Feeney. And Mr. Feeney talks about the book Black Like Me, which is where a white man pretends to be black. Originally written by John Howard Griffin, a white journalist from Texas who darkens his skin to become black to gain the black experience. And so Sean and Corey are listening to this and they're like, that's it. We should do an experiment called Chick Like Me, where one of them dresses like a girl to understand the female experience. Anyways, if you know about Corey and Sean, they're best friends. They do everything together. They always get into, you know, hijinks and all these, like, different problems that they face, but they face them together. And they get the idea of dressing up in class, and they go home, and Corey is greeted by his father and mother, and, you know, they never talk, so... Corey's dad's like, you know, every day I ask you, what did you do? And every day you tell me nothing. Well, I'm tired of nothing. I mean, we both know something happened today and I want to know what it is. When Corey says, I decided to be a girl. And it's Corey and Sean and Topanga comes in and Topanga's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, um, I've decided to become a girl. Right. And Topanga says, no, not in that thing. You don't. And then Corey says this. Yeah, Topanga, make Corey pretty. And so then they go upstairs and Initially, it's Corey who wants to do the dressing up. He wants to be the girl. And they do this whole like transformation scene. He's in the closet or he goes into the bathroom and he tries to dress up. And Sean and Topanga are waiting for him outside the door. And they tell him like, you have to come out. You have to come out. And he's like, you're not seeing what I'm seeing. And Sean's like, well, Corey, how bad of a girl can you be? And he walks out and there's this like huge laughter within the live studio audience. And my opinion, I think he looks fine. But anyways, he comes out and... They say he's ugly, but he does this like weird, weird like walk outside. And Sean's like, "That's not how women walk. This is how women walk." And then Corey's like, "Well, show me." And then Sean does it, and he walks out, and he does a, such a better job as a girl. The next scene, Sean is dressed up as a girl, and he does such a good job, or he looks very passable as a female. And they they show the next scene is them at their school. Sean's very passable and Sean looks at Topanga looks at Corey and Corey's holding Sean's books and Sean's like really like thankful that Corey's holding his books and Topanga sees this and's like it's like why are you holding his books he's like well we're trying to give the illusion that Sean's a girl and then Topanga's like well you never hold my books and then Corey's like well look at him and then you know because she's really pretty 
So then this is where Corey gives Sean the new girl name. He's like, well, I want to name her this. And then Sean's like, no, I actually want to be named Veronica. And Corey's like, wow, you really had thought this through. Anyways, the next scene is where a jock comes. This jock male goes up to Sean, who's now Veronica. And he asks her on a date because she's new. She's new to that city. The jock has never seen Veronica before. And he asks her on a date and Sean's reluctant. And then, but he's like, oh, he's like, oh, how about this Friday? The jock says to Veronica now. And Veronica's like, um, and then he's like, come on, like Veronica, you can go on the date. And he's like, Friday's my date night. And then anyway, so he goes, he's like, sure, I'll go on a date. So they go on the date and it gets kind of a, and this is where they're at their local shop again, or their local like pub or local like diner or whatever and sean's on a date wearing a different dress you know they're on a date sitting next to each other and um, they're about to order food and here comes Corey, who's now dressed as cora as a waitress and anyways like he just talks to her and he's like oh what are you doing like you look totally different he's like Corey, what are you doing he's like the name's cora uh he has like a deeper voice Corey's cora now and so topanga's that there too and Cor- cora is there and the jock starts to make like a move like he puts his hand on her leg and Veronica who's Sean doesn't appreciate this and like he has to step away and he's like he touched me where on my knee it's my knee what makes him think that it's his knee he kind of experiences what the girl at the beginning of the episode feels of like guys never listen and he even says that too he's like he's like you're not hearing me he's like you're too busy planning your next move and the jock's like what so then Veronica feels uncomfortable. So then they don't eat anything because Veronica's super uncomfortable. But they're like, oh, let's play foosball. So they go and play foosball. And the jock is on one side and Veronica's on the other side. And Veronica scores first. And then he's like, lucky shot. Like he's kind of intimidated by her at that point. And then he scores a shot. And, and Veronica's like, oh, wow, nice shot. He's like, oh, you like that? So then he goes behind Veronica and then he like, wouldn't say just like goes behind her and like holds her arms behind her and Veronica feels very uncomfortable about it and then she says something to the extent of like it's like why did you do that you know I didn't want to do that basically and he's like well I thought you liked guys apparently you like girls and he's like well matter of fact I do and Veronica punches him the jock says what'd you do that for and Veronica's like that's for every girl that's he's ever wronged or whatever and so Veronica's super upset and then Cora like comes in with the bill and gives it to her and then they walk out the next day you know they write the whole piece about chick like me and then at the end of the episode the girl at the beginning of the episode goes on a date with now sean so back to the criteria that i've talked about sorry if i got a little long mind you this is the first giselle's yeah assessment so they we're working out some kinks we're working out some kinks oh kinky <laughs> but if we're doing it by the criteria and we're starting with the identifying identity in the episode Corey and sean are cross-dressing so there's cross-dressing in this episode and both Corey and sean are doing their best to represent the female gender Corey and sean i would assume are both cisgendered males but they disguise themselves as women they both take separate approaches you know sean has the walk and Corey has the just the whatever like whatever look he's trying to portray whether it's the stereotypical diner girl or I don't know this ditzy girl that's doing this weird walk at the house but they do both take separate approaches but in essence they do the basic things they try to walk feminine 
They act feminine, they dress feminine, and they're basically trying to be feminine. The one part with the gender identity representation where he's trying to go on a date with the jock, he is disguising himself as a female, dating with what I assume the jock is a cisgendered male. If anything, he's kind of, I wouldn't say chauvinistic, but the fact that he's kind of making a move and where Sean, who is Veronica, is not reciprocating that kind of like attention. I don't know. I, it's an interesting view on it because you can see perhaps that's how some girls feel. Again, I'm not female, so I don't know. But I've had some guys make moves on me as Giselle. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of no thanks. Bro, I'm straight up not having a good time. But um, clearly in this episode with Veronica feeling uncomfortable being made a move on by the jock. I don't know. It's kind of interesting because she doesn't want it. But he's still not accepting that like she doesn't want him to make those advances. But as far as gender identity, I think it does show a great job of showing the female gender identity and how it's trying to be perceived by these, by these males, Corey and Sean. So I think it does a good job of that uh, gender identity or representation of cross-dressing. Now, as for the second part of my criteria, is it seen as positive, negative, or neutral? I want to say that this is a positive view of cross-dressing. Although I know those of you who probably will argue that this is kind of a trope for cross-dressing, how cross-dressing is seen as a disguise, which I guess, you know, it's already seen as a negative and it can be problematic for cross-dressing to always be seen as like, oh, they're just hiding themselves and they're trying to play a trick on men. But, you know, I guess you could see that. I guess you could argue that Sean, who's now Veronica, was Boisky, which is kind of a funny name, right? Was Boisky, uh, which I think is part of the episode writing, which is really good, to be honest. But there's like the scene where he's first introduced as Veronica or like walking and he's like sashaying down the hallway. There's like cat calling a little bit going on. There's like a boy that follows her. And I guess there's also this trope that you have to be hot to cross-dress or you have to be hot or passable in order to look great or in order to be a female. Because like when we first see Corey dressed up as a female and he's like, you're not seeing what I'm seeing. And Corey's like, I look fat. And then Sean's like, that's the least of your problems, baby. Basically saying that like, oh, if he's not skinny or if he's not this kind of female, then he's not passable. So I guess that can be kind of seen as negative. But I really think this is actually a positive view of cross-dressing, despite that kind of mentality. Because, you know, the 90s, this was aired in 97, and it was a bit of a, a different era. Because I guess people who watch this today are going to be like, oh, well, not all women have to be as hot as Sean. Um, and if you're not hot, again, you're not feminine enough you're not passable enough like really I guess it still kind of rings true today because you know you have to have these ideal qualities in order to be seen as female or be seen as feminine but we now know today that a woman's a woman if they're a trans woman they're a tr they're a woman you guys can at me at that but a trans woman is a woman a woman who identifies as such is a woman you're a woman <laughs> if you feel like you are you feel like deep down inside that you're a woman then you're a woman Regardless of how you dress or regardless of how you look, you're still female, I think. But I know some people still don't believe that, but you guys suck. You suck! Come on, guys. If you feel like you're feminine or feel like you're female, you wouldn't want to go through all that, you know, hardship. Nobody actively wants to be a woman without the negative stuff associated with it. Not saying that women are, have to deal with negativity or whatnot, but it is hard. I would argue it's hard to be a woman. So if you want to say you're a woman in your heart, you know, you say that you want that kind of, I would say flack, but if you, it's hard, it takes a lot to be a woman. So for them to do what they did, 
I don't know, I disagree with the, the people who argue that this is a negative portrayal of, of a woman or cross-dressing. Like this show and this episode specifically really, I don't know, it, it kind of cuts the ways or kind of shows you like some men are chauvinistic, I'm not saying all men. I mean, some women can be too, but in this episode, it does deal with like what some women deal with, like where guys are, you know, just looking to bone or kiss or, you know, try to just get at it. Not all men are pigs, you know, like I think I'm a good guy, but some other guy may be different, but I don't know. But this episode also goes to show that there isn't equality among men and women. Um, Again, it's made in the 90s, so it's kind of hard to see. I think more that Sean and Corey are dressing to see yes they are disguising themselves but they are trying to see what it feels like to be a to be girls right although you know it's written it's like hollywood so it's not like this is exactly what would happen like why would the jock automatically assume that that's a girl i mean sean is really passable but regardless i think this is a really positive view on cross-dressing because it does show that element of like hey men and women aren't equal we deal with different battles on a you know, day in, day out kind of basis. I don't know. This is a, I think it's a positive view on cross-dressing. More than negative and more than neutral. I think this is a really good episode if you want to see how cross-dressing is for some men to become girls. This is kind of what some of them will kind of deal with. Even today, what, 23 years later, it's 2020. And yeah, some cross-dressers, you know, they still kind of probably feel like this. So yeah, I would say this is a positive view on cross-dressing. And finally, on the third and final criteria for would I recommend this episode, which I entitle again, yas or nah, I would say yas, of course. Not just because I love Boy Meets World, but because this is a positive view on cross-dressing. You should see how kind of you get that feel for the 90s that was kind of progressive, but a little hesitant on the progressiveness of the show. This episode is very positive. I st- again, I still think very positive. I also won't lie. Like I think Sean, as Veronica was Boisky, is like so cute. Now, mind you, this was the '90s, and there wasn't for me like I was like nine when it came out. But when this came on syndication, and I used to wait and love when this episode came on. Like, like my hormones would kind of go kind of crazy for. Veronica because she was so pretty she kind of reminded me of uh, Neb Campbell like from the craft or shoot what um wild things like he had that like Veronica was voice he was super hot <laughs> and I won't even lie to you guys like I've masturbated to this episode specifically for Veronica she's so pretty it's so stupid I know it's dumb but like for those of you who didn't have porn in the 90s like and you were into like femininity and you really didn't see it on the internet because I don't know what your first for you, you out there, the cross the ass listener who's interested in femininity. For me, this was like it was it was on ABC it was on basic television. Like this is something that would come on and I'd be like, oh, my God, she's so pretty. Oh, my God, she's so pretty. So when like the episode came out on like YouTube or I would I would like download the episode immediately and then I'd like watch it. Like I'm not even gonna lie, would watch it, jack off to her like she's so pretty and then like, you know, pass out. <sighs> But um, I'm not just saying I recommend this episode just to see how hot she is because, you know, that's... I mean, if you're into just doing that, by all means. But Veronica was Boisky for, I think, anyone really was like, you know, the term goals. Like, she's so pretty. Like, oh my God. Like, she had the look, her red skirt, like the whole dress thing. I don't know. It's just super passable. Like, for those of you who want to pass, like, that was the 
epitomine goals. And there's the thing, like, if you watch the scene where he's, like, walking, you already see, like, he's already ready to dress. Because if you look at his eyebrows prior to becoming Veronica's voice, you're like, oh, his eyebrows are already ready to be dressed up as Veronica. But I digress. I really do recommend this episode. I do recommend this show. Although they do another episode of cross-dressing later, and I'll talk about that in another future Giselle Yeah assessment. But yeah, as far as this, the rundown, the three. So identifying identity, they identify cross-dressing. They do it well. My second criteria, positive, negative, or neutral. It's totally positive because of how progressive the thinking is and how Although it might be seen as negative, I think it's positive because they do such a good job of being positive about like how gender roles and equality isn't there. So it's kind of future thinking. So yes, it's a positive view of cross-dressing and gender identity as well. And would I recommend it? I say yes to the show and the episode. Yes! And that was Giselle's yeah assessment. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have any questions or it's a little mixed or a little kind of like jumbled sorry this is my first one Uh, but i do want to do future ones if you guys have movies or tv shows or some form of media books or magazines or something that views cross-dressing or gender or sexuality hit me up giselle at cross yes podcast.com about your suggestions i'm here ready to listen to them i want to know uh, what you want me to review might do this once a month but this was my first one hope you guys enjoyed it but yes um that was it thanks guys And now it's time for Kirsten's Corner. <laughs> and this week's Kirsten's Corner. Kirsten's Corner. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I need to get it together. Yeah, she needs to find something else. Uh, this week, let's talk about her favorite store, Old Navy. Oh, didn't we talk about this no, already? No, not your favorite store, Old Navy. Is it my favorite store, though? Yeah, it's your favorite clothing store. It's everything you own is at least has some old navy okay now let's correct you i don't think it's necessarily my favorite store but it's my most used store but you have an old navy yeah, credit yeah, yeah, card yeah, yeah because i bought but that doesn't necessarily mean it's my favorite like i don't think all the clothes from there are bomb no disrespect to old navy if you're trying to uh if you're trying to sponsor us but i'll take an old navy i sponsor. know you will of course you will Jeez. but what i'm saying is that it's it's the mo- it's practical it's affordable it's easy to, easy to i know like my size at least well i did know my size there mm-hmm. and it's it's ease of use i feel like there one there's one across the street but even right. then i just like i can go online and find something i need for most for most of my casual or homeware i don't want to say it's my favorite store though hmm. but you shop there yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean it's favorite though Okay. Okay, but what do you want to know about Old Navy? Why should I, as a consumer who knows nothing about clothes, shop at Old Navy? Why would I, if I know nothing like, oh, I can go to that store. No, no, you need to go to Old Navy. Why would, why would you tell me to go to Old Navy? Because it's cheap. It's like you can get basics there, but you can also get some like cute-ish stuff. But again, it's like you're not going to be paying an arm and a leg to get some good basics and it's not it's decent quality like it really just depends on the type of person you are though like so who's the type of person that shops at Old i don't navy? know me uh, no someone who doesn't want to spend too much for instance like a pair of jeans especially because like it's, it's harder it 
it's not as hard anymore, but it was harder for me to find jeans like back in the day. And like everything would be like crazy long Mm -hmm. or like didn't fit really right. And and I'm not bougie. Like I, one, like I was never a person that wanted to get seven jeans. And Mm -hmm. even if I did, it's like I'd have to get them and then I'd have to tailor them to fit me well. What's seven jeans for those who don't know? Seven for all mankind. It's like a fancy, like a designer jean brand. It was like very popular in the mid, mid to mid uh 20 2000s late mid to late 20 20 thousands 20,000s or like the early 20 so what like sorry i don't know anything about seven jeans is it like a hundred dollars a pair or like Fuck, i don't even know uh let, can i all just so do you own any seven pair no because one i wouldn't buy them because they wouldn't fit and even my mom wouldn't buy them for me because it's like i don't really care about jeans like that how much are seven jeans she's googling it she's googling seven jeans guys i don't even know if they seven for all mankind oh here let's just go i'm looking on macy's let's go to uh like 200 dollars. they for range jeans? from like 150 to 200 dollars for women so you're just paying yeah. for brand basically and quality of denim like have you heard of now we're talking about denim but have you heard of like raw denim no idea what that is okay so it's like you pretty much are buying like the denim you would buy from the source so from like the the warehouse or the original denim and then like denim gets like washed and they put in like the little creases or they Mm. insert like the little cuts but the idea of raw denim is that you get it and it's like fucking hard (laughs) like it's like (laughs) it's like hard denim and then you wear it and like you wear it and like you don't wash them and they conform to your body like huh. and they're and it's expensive. Yeah, I don't don't ask, don't ask me, guys. I don't, I don't know anything. All I know is every time I go with you, you have so many dresses from Old Navy that you own now. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why do you have? And they're all the same color palette. They're like yellow or like orange or fall colors, yeah. basically green. But you just own a lot of Old Navy clothes, and I'm nothing wrong with Old Navy. It's just like, damn girl, they must. It's because I know again. I know my size, and I know like it, it's like easy for me well before for work i don't when i used to go to work um Mm -hmm. the our our dress code is is like casual to business casual so like we Mm -hmm. can wear jeans at work nicer jeans like not like you know ripped jeans and like you can wear t-shirts and it's not a big deal but they you know they always tell you to dress for the job you want not the job you have and i'm I'm, it would be really weird if i wore like straight up business casual because i used to wear like nice pants and like a blouse and stuff but once they like enacted you can wear jeans and everybody really went super casual Mm. so i feel like a good in between for me was to wear like a nice t-shirt dress and like a cute jacket but it's like i didn't want to spend a lot and it's like i i can i would do like what I wear to work is what I could wear to go after work and hang out with friends or whatever. So I think mm-hmm. it was easy for me. And again, I know what I I know what size I am. So I can go online and pick a bunch of stuff. They have good sales mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And I got the credit card because then you get even more sales and you get points back. So, so how much would you look to spend? Like what's the average amount you would spend at Old Navy or you would say... Oh, this is expect to spend like a t like a t shirt because like t shirts range and like if you can also get deals but they range from like four dollars to fifteen dollars for t shirts and they could be either plain or to have like a little design or whatever mm-hmm. dresses mm-hmm. range from like nine dollars to forty dollars like the max you would mm-hmm. spend and forty dollars would be like I don't even know what that would be maybe thirty five depending on like the style or the material or and you can shop for kids you can shop for kids boys girls men women 
Mm. You know, they also have jewelry there. I think I don't really venture into their jewelry. I sometimes they get like their shoes for like sandals and stuff. But actually, a pair of my favorite mules that I wear, which are like a it's like a stacked heel, and then like it has like a open toe, uh, Uh whatever, are from Old Navy, and I wear them all the time. How much were they? Like twenty five bucks. And I think I bought two pairs of the same color because I wanted to make sure that once I ran through that pair, I would have another pair as a bonus. And they have good jackets, too. I yeah, think. they we do. And, like, like yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... And, and some stuff, yeah, c- can be a little pricey, but, you know, they're they're under the umbrella of Gap, so it's, like, mm-hmm. lesser quality. And Gap is crazy expensive. Yeah, like, I, I don't... don't yeah, I don't... That was a big brand in the 90s. Yeah, Gap. You fall into the Gap and they have lots yeah. of Yeah, but Old Navy also was really big, too. Old Navy. Old Navy, yeah. remember? performance Performance fleece fleece. yeah (laughs) who should not shop at old navy like who do you recommend like oh no people who want like high fashion shit but you know the thing is that's the thing about places like old navy and like forever 21 is you can buy stuff that's trendy right now and not pay so much that you're gonna pay at zara or Mm -hmm. the place where it comes from you know what i mean like the original And again, like that's that's my thing about buying trendy stuff, not like Old Navy super trendy, but like buying trendy stuff is that is what it is. It's a fad. It's a trend. You don't want to spend a lot of money that on something you're never going to wear. If you really want good basics, yeah, buy jeans. But but for those who who haven't seen pictures of me, don't know, I'm a little bit on the thicker side. So when I wear jeans, except I have not worn jeans in so long. Why would we? But when I wear jeans, like eventually they'll wear out because I don't have a thigh gap. So like I get Mm -hmm. the as they say, chub rub. Mm -hmm, is where your mm -hmm. thighs are they rub together so they'll eventually like wear out i wouldn't spend a 100 bucks on jeans because eventually they're gonna wear out you know Mm -hmm, what i mean mm -hmm. so it's like i'd rather spend sometimes 15 dollars up to 40 dollars on like a decent pair of jeans that will last me quite a while Mm. you know and their clearance section is pretty good too i think you found Oh wait, am I? Ta- you, you I shouldn't want... talk about this. Just I talk want, about. I don't want their... Old Navy to come after me. It's just, just talk about. So this one time we time went happened. to Old this Navy happened years ago. Yeah, whatever. We went like re- yeah, years ago when we were together. When we were together <laughs> years ago. But like we went and like I was trying to find. I I've been wanting to get you a denim jacket. Yeah, you know. Right. And so I couldn't find a good men's one because I want like a. I didn't want one that had the layer of that sherpa fur because like he got really sweaty yeah, i don't like that. so i yeah. found one in the women's section that's actually the same exact one that i have because it's like a boyfriend oversized denim jacket mm-hmm. so i bought her one of those and mm-hmm. then i and then i found like a dress that i had been looking at but i didn't want to spend that much but it was on clearance so i bought that and then i bought like two other t-shirts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the only the jacket was supposed to be 60 percent off and it was like a f- $50 jacket and it was only 20 bucks right. or something like that and then when I went up when they rang me up they charged me like 40 and I was like oh it says here that this is on sale you know for 60% off and she was like oh okay and then she marked everything 60% off like all the items and we had like eight items yeah so initially it was like you know it was like a like 95 dollars and then like it went down to like and then it went 40 down to or something 35 and i was like oh cool 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 because cool, cool. she took 60 percent off the entire purchase yeah but you know the, the thing is they're, they're really regular about that like they i think even if i were to correct her i think it's not a big deal because their stuff is so cheap and mm-hmm. like i was just there the other day remember and i went to go pick up something and i was like oh is this part of the whatever percent off sale and then the girl was like, oh, let me ask my manager. And the girl was like, yeah, just give it to her. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, nice. okay. Nice. And I think that also has to do with people are not shopping as much as they were, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? 
But like, I will say that especially being at home the last few months, I've got a lot of my basic home lounge stuff on Old Navy because as you know, I'm very susceptible to Instagram ads. Mm -hmm. So I've like always see like cute lounge separates you can buy, but they're so expensive. But at Old Navy, I bought like so many pairs of joggers and shorts and lounge clothes to wear at home since that's we're at home all the time you know they always have good sales like you can almost always at least get 20 percent off everything but mm-hmm. sometimes like right now they have like probably like yeah. a 60 percent off sale and they keep giving you these like, yeah fucking super cash guys which is like free i don't know what this is what is, is this, this old no it's still good till oh september damn where they give you like cash to spend like on a future purchase for, like, yeah oh, here's 10, 10 so when you spend 25 dollars you get 10 bucks off so this is like but she has to use it like two months from now yeah, like which I, usually what ends up happening is I always forget it, which is why I like their oh fuck, why I like their online shopping because they save that stuff for you and you remember to just apply it. So, mm-hmm. and so why did you get the card? Why did you need the card? Because I think I was buying a bunch of stuff, or like I could have gotten like a if you buy today, if you buy a card today, or if you you know apply for a card, you get an additional like forty percent off. So it's like fuck it, I shop here all the time. It's like mm-hmm. if I'm getting right, a right. credit card for something, it's gonna be Old Navy or Target. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised I don't have a Target card right now. Mm. Do you like the curbside pickup thing? Do you like the uh, I You know, the time that I did order curbside, you picked it up for me. Yeah. And you you're, you love the Old Navy return policy, right? Yeah. Like, you can just bring it to the store and return it. And, and no like, questions asked. You're just like, hey, I don't want this. I mean, service. because I, I usually buy everything online, you know, they'll look it up on my account. But I think even if, like, if you still have the tags on and you're like, I don't know when I bought this or blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, they'll still most likely take it back. Mm-hmm. I, I've never had them even as long as they can find what card you purchased it on, they'll give it back. I think only like once or twice I they put it on a gift card, which is no problem for me because again I shop there so much. Shop there. Last question: What is your favorite thing that you've ever bought at Old Navy, and why? It's got to be those mules. It's either the de- it's either the denim jacket or the mules because they the denim jacket is like a I can put it on with anything to bring an outfit together. Mm-hmm. But the mules, they were really like saving my life at a time especially when I was singing, I started cantering and like they have you dress a little bit nicer. I can put mm. on almost like whatever like a t-shirt dress, this jacket and the mules and I look it's a little bit more put together. And they're comfortable? They're cause... really comfortable okay. because they're right. a stacked heel and it's a mule so it secures your foot. Mm. Okay. You know, and it, it's just a slide it's a slide in cuz I I don't I'm not good with straps. Cuz that's my always big concern with buying shoes that aren't like a shoe store or aren't yeah. like aren't Brooks really. Yeah. Like, I feel like the thing is I've been telling Giselle that she needs to expand her casual wear. Yes, I can't look like a whore all the Yeah, time. because like, you know, you can't yeah, you can't be wearing clubbing gear if you want to dress up like on a more regular basis. You should have some good right. you know. But that the thing is that's me like trying to impart my style on you. I'm very casual. Right. But where are we going? That's, that's true. Right right now. Now. Like, right now, don't buy like... anything right now because we're not going anywhere. Yeah. We got to save up, you know? Exactly. But Old Navy, guys, if you are looking, what are you, any final thoughts about Old Navy? If you're looking. Uh, honestly, to... like, it's not, it's not for everybody, but it's a good, good place to get, you know, a little bit. Even my friends who are like bougie, you know, whatever, yeah. will still look at Old Navy and be like, oh, they have cute stuff. They so, also have like. They have really nice coats. Gear. Oh, yeah. Their workout gear is good, too. Again, wait for a sale. Uh, but also yeah. they have nice coats if you want like a nice pea coat or a jacket and again you don't want to spend like 100 to 200 dollars mm-hmm. at like a nordstrom or something like that you can get something pretty they don't decent. Sell, like suits though not like no a, no that'd be a good you can place. you can get separates for like casual like if you're going to a daytime wedding you could probably get like a nice mm. pair of chinos and like a button-up and mm-hmm. like a, i don't know if they even sell ties there but i know they well i was gonna ask about like 
somewhere like bikinis but I, I they do they have they have bathing suits Oh, well, I mean, again, who's going to the beach? And they're cute. Yeah, no one's, I mean, <laughs> we should going not be to going to the Hell, I'm not going. No one's going to the beach. But if we're going to the pool, if you have a pool. Oh, by the way, they sell great masks. Uh, but we, yes, we can't yeah. find there. No, uh, they have good masks, but it just really depends. Like if you want to, if you want to bang for your buck or if you're trying to s- support local businesses, which you should do too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's shout out to Old Navy. Kirsten's Corner on Old Navy. Old Navy. Oh, uh, I don't Kirsten's know. Kirsten's Corner, Corner guys. Thanks. Ah, I need to come up with a better one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And it's now time for everyone's favorite segment, Sierra Says. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new segment on the Cross Yes podcast called Sierra Says. Yes! My name is Sierra, and I'm thrilled to be here on the podcast for the first time. I've been working with Giselle on a few things behind the scenes of the podcast for a little while now. So I'm thrilled to have this segment where I can share my thoughts with all of you. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to take a minute and give a big freaking shout out to Giselle for all of the amazing work that she's been doing on the Cross Yes podcast. This podcast has become a true, meaningful resource for anyone who's interested in cross-dressing, gender expression, or sexuality. And for me personally, I found that the podcast helped me a lot in figuring out my identity. If this podcast means a lot to you, I encourage you to place a dollar amount on what it means to you and provide support through our new Patreon. Patreon will allow you to sign up for a subscription tier that best fits what you can afford and also provides you with some great and fun benefits as well. So head on over to our website, crossyaspodcast.com, C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S podcast.com, and take a look at our Patreon tiers. I'm sure you'll be happy that you joined. Okay, so here's how Sierra Says works. Every week, I'll say a big yes queen to anything that I think is awesome and deserving discussion. And the flip side of that is I'll also say nah, girl, to anything that isn't. So for this first Sierra Says, I say a big yes queen to the idea of being honest with yourself about your gender identity and giving yourself the time and the freedom to explore it, really diving right in. And likewise, on the flip side of that, I want to say a big nah, girl, to being dishonest with yourself or not opening yourself up to how you really might feel about your gender identity, your cross-dressing, or anything else like that. To start, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I'm 32 years old. I'm from Southern California. And I really only started fully cross-dressing. In other words, like going for a full outfit, makeup, hair, everything like that, only about six months ago. So I definitely consider myself more of a late bloomer or someone who discovered this a little bit later in life. But that is largely a result of the fact that I did not really allow myself to open up to the experience earlier on. And that's something I've honestly come to regret, even though I try not to spend too much time uh, preoccupied by regret or, or negatively looking back on decisions I could have made differently. I think like most people who are interested in cross-dressing or feel a desire to express their gender identity, in a way that's not consistent with the expectations of the gender they were assigned at birth, I started discovering that I might be a little bit different in that sense from around the time that I was an adolescent, maybe early teenage years. Around that time, I really started wanting to be more feminine in just how I looked at myself. And one of the ways that I did that in a a way that wasn't obvious to others was finding and wearing really cute underwear, wearing really cute bras, things that made me feel at least... Uh, even if not visible to the world, more feminine for myself. And 
believe it or not, that's essentially where things stayed for me for about the next 15 years. From that point forward, despite the fact that I had a lot of curiosity, interest in cross-dressing, and that I always felt that my gender identity was something other than being a purely cis male, I never allowed myself to really explore that idea, I think because I was simply afraid of it. I was afraid that if I gave myself over to dressing up fully or presenting myself as a, as a woman, even in private, that I would be opening Pandora's box and that I would discover things about myself that I really didn't want to know. And that approach is really what got me through all of high school, college, my graduate education years, all of this time that I could and probably should have been exploring my gender identity for myself. I explained it away by saying that I was just another cis guy who occasionally liked to feel more feminine by wearing cute underwear. And I never really allowed myself to indulge the possibility that it might be something more meaningful to me. And it might be a real reflection of my identity rather than just um, a little thing that is so easily explained away as being either a kink or just something that you like doing in private. A real turning point in thinking about my gender identity came for me earlier this year, actually while I was traveling. Back before COVID was on the minds of anyone in North America or Europe, I was visiting a small internationally unrecognized country in Eastern Europe that still carries forward a lot of Soviet ideology and is famous for having a lot of its original Soviet architecture and monuments. But anyway, one night I was there. It was a cold night in the middle of winter. I wanted to go out for a walk and see how some of these monuments and this architecture looked at night when there was really no one around. Before I went out, just like any other cis guy, I put on a thong, I put on a cute bra, and then I put my guy clothes on top of it. And as I walked around this empty city late at night, looking at these old monuments, by about the time I got to the statue of Lenin in front of this unrecognized country's parliament building, I thought, you know, there's something probably bigger to how I want to express myself. Because most guys who travel halfway around the world to look at unrecognized countries and to learn more about the history, the geography probably aren't doing that while focusing also on making sure that I bring the right combination of cute women's underwear. And so at that point, I resolved that when I returned, I would try to figure things out for myself. Shortly after I returned from that trip, I talked to my wife. I told her about my interest in cross-dressing, the fact that I really wanted to give it a try for real and figure things out for myself, things that I had been scared of previously and honestly not really understood very well previously. She had some reservations at first. She wasn't sure about whether she would feel comfortable with it. So I ordered some clothes. I ordered everything that I needed to dress up for the first time. And once everything came and I did dress up, it did feel a little bit like opening Pandora's box. I'll be honest with you, but in the very best way possible. I looked at myself. I looked at a couple of pictures I took of myself and I thought that I'm seeing a real part of myself for the first time. A part of me that's always been there, but a part of me that I refuse to acknowledge that I didn't open myself up to. This is not necessarily the happy ending of this story. The months after that were difficult in the sense that my wife realized she wasn't quite as ready for this as she thought she might be. And that's understandable, of course, because it's such a big change in how she saw me as her, as her husband, her partner. Over the last few months, I'm happy to say we did come to a point of understanding it hasn't been easy. There have been a lot of ups and downs, but we have a mutual understanding and respect now that's even deeper and has really deepened our relationship as a result. And the whole process for me has been so exciting. It's been 
really allowing myself to feel like my full self for the first time in my life. And there's nothing quite like that feeling. And it's a feeling that I, I hope to carry forward for the rest of my life as I continue to be open to future experiences. So that's my way of saying yes, queen, to being really open to your gender identity. So if you're at a point where you're wondering whether you would feel comfortable taking that next step, whether you would feel comfortable really diving in and allowing yourself to explore, I personally feel like you at least owe it to yourself to explore how you feel. Even if you don't change a lot about your life, you at least owe yourself that much. So at the same time that I give a big, huge yes queen to the idea of really diving into your gender identity, I also, of course, have to say nah, girl, to the idea of not exploring and not being open with yourself. Being open with yourself is the first step of being really at a point of understanding when it comes to your gender identity or expression, and it will also then give you the freedom to open up to others. And that's how Sierra sees it. And that's it for this week's episode, guys, which I am now entitling, my conclusions I'm entitling for all the future ones, miscellany, yas, where I'm just going to give you guys like stuff and whatnot to catch up on. But this episode, you heard about my yas of the week to the Wachowski sisters and the Matrix. You heard me talk about the first one, first ever, uh, Giselle's yas assessment, where I just basically reviewed something that's cross-dressing sexuality or gender-related related to TV, movies, or something. This week it was on Chick Like Me from Boy Meets World. You also heard Kirsten talk about Old Navy, which is one of my favorite stores. Buy lots of clothes there. And finally, you heard Sierra, my showrunner, my really good friend, someone who is new to the podcast, who's going to take on a bigger and bigger role. Hope you guys enjoyed her segment. Next week, I'm going to put Adelina's second part of our interview which I know you guys enjoyed the first part. If you didn't hear it, that was last week's episode, fifty, episode 52. I think it was episode 53. I'm already forgetting. I think it was episode 53. Yes. But um, look forward to you guys. Again, email me, Giselle, at crossyaspodcast.com for more questions or anything you guys want to hear or anything you guys want to fix or anything you guys are like, Giselle, I didn't like that Giselle's yas assessment because I hated that show or something. Or if you guys want to hear something, you guys have tips or if you guys... You know, speaking of tips, if you guys want to send some money my way on the patreon.com slash cross, slash cross yes, uh, send some money over. We're trying to create a YouTube, create some Instagram lives, do something more for the podcast. Let me know. I would like to use those funds for something positive to help me out, help the podcast out. And yes, so more things are coming. New stuff is coming. Don't forget to check out the Patreon for all the bonus stuff. And yes, thank you guys. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Hope you guys enjoyed the rest of your August. We've got some more episodes coming out, but yes. And you know, as always, keep it fresh. Stay blessed. And remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more. Thank you.